It's Thursday, May the 27th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, China reacts to lab leak attention and climate activists stalk the oil majors. First, the world in brief. China's government criticised America's perusal of a, quote, conspiracy theory that the coronavirus responsible for COVID-19 emerged from a research institute in the city of Wuhan. President Joe Biden has given intelligence agencies another 90 days to investigate the, quote, lab leak hypothesis after a previous report proved inconclusive. A statement on the website of China's American embassy recommends instead investigating, quote, secretive bases and biological laboratories all over the world. A court in the Netherlands ordered Shell, an oil giant, to cut its carbon emissions by 45% by 2030 from levels in 2019. It is the first case in which a company has been legally obliged to ramp up its emissions reduction strategy. Meanwhile, shareholder rebellions shook both ExxonMobil and Chevron, the American oil majors. Climate change activists took two seats on Exxon's board. Chevron's was forced to commit to strenuous emissions reduction targets. The European Commission demanded that AstraZeneca pay 10 euros, 12 US dollars, per undelivered COVID-19 vaccine dose per day if it cannot supply 20 million more shots by the end of June. The EC brought a legal case against the pharmaceutical firm after it received only a fraction of promised vaccines. AstraZeneca said it has made the, quote, best reasonable efforts to meet its delivery targets. Amazon agreed to buy Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, a Hollywood studio, for $8.45 billion. The acquisition, Amazon's second largest ever, gives it access to around 4,000 films, including the James Bond series and 17,000 television programmes. MGM's back catalogue will bolster Amazon's streaming service, Prime Video, as its rivalry with the likes of Netflix and Disney Plus gets ever more intense. China's tech firms reported strong financial results for the first quarter. Xiaomi, a smartphone manufacturer, saw revenue rise by 55% from a year earlier, gaining from the partial withdrawal of a rival, Huawei, from the handset market. Losses of 2.9 billion yuan, 450 million US dollars at Pinduoduo, an e-commerce platform, were 29% lower than a year before. Revenue tripled thanks to a pandemic-propelled rise in online shopping. An employee at a rail yard in San Jose, California, shot and killed eight people at a union meeting at his workplace before committing suicide. Yesterday's attack extends a series of mass shootings, including three other massacres of eight or more people in Colorado, Georgia and Indiana. Joe Biden urged Congress to, quote, help end this epidemic of gun violence. Hassan Rouhani, Iran's president, banned cryptocurrency, quote, mining until September after it caused power outages. 
the process which generates new coins by having powerful computers do complex calculations to audit the blockchain ledger system that some cryptocurrencies run on, is power-hungry. Around 85% of cryptocurrency mining in Iran is unlicensed. Illegal miners use six to seven times more energy than those with permits. And fact of the day. Nu, one of the long-scattered subgroup of the San languages in southern Africa, has just two known surviving fluent speakers. Both are in their 80s. And now, here's today's agenda. Scrap the cap. Europe's agricultural reforms. The Common Agricultural Policy, the EU's Farm Subsidies Programme, is a problem child. There is evidence it funds corruption, fuels fraud and enriches farmers who lease out their land but don't pick up a shovel. But after two days of talks in Brussels, concluding today, an agreement over a €387 billion, Euro, $472 billion US dollar package intended to cover 2021 to 2027, but pushed back two years, might soon be finalised. The reforms face opposition. Though the package includes support for protecting ecosystems, climate activists cry, quote, greenwash over a lack of firm targets. Some politicians are wary of imposing an, quote, active farmers requirement for entitlement to payments. Experts estimate that 30 to 40 percent of polls could be cut off if it becomes more than merely optional. But even agreement on this will probably prove elusive, as in the past. Politicians love to keep farmers happy. These reforms are unlikely to put the problem child to bed. Under the Hammer and Sickle Ceausescu's Plane Nikolai Ceausescu ruled Romania with an iron grip for almost a quarter century before being overthrown in a bloody revolution and executed by firing squad on Christmas Day 1989. Today, those nostalgic for the communist dictator's brutal reign can bid in an auction for one of his presidential aircraft. Romania's claim to fame as the second communist state in Europe to build a passenger jet after the Soviet Union is less impressive than it sounds. Produced under licence from the British Aircraft Corporation, the Rombach 111 was the only commercial jet manufactured in communist Romania. Just nine were ever made. The model under auction today served as the president's plane between 1986 and 1989. Bidding starts at €25,000, US dollars But anyone looking to fly off in Ceausescu's old aircraft ought to keep their ambitions grounded. It was added to a Romanian cultural heritage list earlier this year and cannot leave the country. Boom, 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 boom. Capital expenditure. As lockdowns lift, consumers are splashing their cash, and they're not the only ones. In America, capital spending, or CapEx, by companies is rising at an annual rate of 15%. 
Is this boom merely a reflex response to reopening or part of a longer-term trend? Analysis by The Economist of the S&P 500, America's main stock market index, shows the spending bonanza to be uneven. Tech firms spurred on by a pandemic-induced demand are expected to boost capex by 30-40% to this year compared with 2019. Companies that focus on tapping consumers' discretionary spending are also investing with gusto. But firms in industries such as energy and aviation are shelling out less, and the pandemic has led some to preach capital austerity. Still, both households and firms now have cash saved up, and the pandemic has encouraged both to think outside the box, finding new ways to spend it. The boom may be here to stay. Atonement. Macron in Africa. Emmanuel Macron lands today in Kigali, the Rwandan capital, for a highly symbolic two-country African tour. In March, an official report, written at the French president's request, concluded that France bore, quote, heavy and overwhelming responsibility for not doing more to stop the genocide in 1994. The report did not, however, conclude that France was complicit in the slaughter. Although Mr Macron will draw criticism for engaging with Rwanda's authoritarian regime, he hopes his trip will help to normalise relations. He will give a speech at the Kigali Genocide Memorial, during which he may talk about France's responsibility. Tomorrow, Mr Macron makes his first official visit to South Africa, where he will discuss the pandemic and the delivery and production of vaccines with Cyril Ramaphosa, South Africa's president. Taken together, the trips represent an effort to build ties with English-speaking countries at a time when France's role in Africa remains controversial, particularly among the younger generation. Revenge of the Spad Dominic Cummings's Testimony Those eager to hear Dominic Cummings, a former chief advisor to Britain's Prime Minister, speak candidly to Parliament yesterday about the government's handling of COVID-19, were not disappointed. He attacked Boris Johnson, saying he lurched between policies, quote, like a shopping trolley smashing from one side of the aisle to the other. He also had harsh words for Britain's scientific establishment, its civil service and the political system, claiming politicians were asleep when crisis struck, leading to tens of thousands of unnecessary deaths. Invoking a First World War trope, he said, quote, The problem in this crisis was very much lions led by donkeys. Whether his testimony, which lasted over seven hours, will hurt his former boss remains to be seen. Depending on whom you ask, Mr Cummings is a bullshitter, the Machiavellian mastermind of Brexit, or a selfish joker who flaunted lockdown rules. Others will be on hand to rebut his account. But if even a quarter is true, Britons would do well to listen. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Joseph Roth, who died on this day in 1939. A lot of truths about the living world are recorded in bad books. 
they are just badly written about. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.